Thank you guys. You guys helped me make it to the 1006 mark. We had 1006 listeners. This is so awesome. I started in April of this year. So thank you guys for uh, supporting my podcast. I hit that support button also because when you guys support me financially, it goes to my nonprofit We Care. Okay, thank you guys so much, so much for listening in. Um, But I pray that we're just not listening. I pray that we're actually doing what the Word of God says. Because remember, it's the doer of the Word that's blessed and not just the hearer only. And this this podcast is for mature audience only. It's for those who really want to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And we know that in doing that, (laughs) the Word of God is not just for exhortation, edification, and confirmation. But it's also to correct us. Because without uh, correction, you know, we're open to ourselves to deception. Um, this podcast is really for inner healing. And um, in order to deal with inner healing, the Lord has to allow you to be able to see, right? <laughs> he has to let you be able to go behind the scenes. <laughs> go behind the scenes and see some stuff and know some stuff. And um, Today we're going to talk about, though, because you know I got to ask the question because you know I got to know. I'm kind of nosy. Um, Are you cursing yourself and others with your own words? I want to talk about breaking free from word curses. (laughs) I did a podcast a few months ago, um, but this is going to come at a new angle. Are you cursing yourself with your own words? (laughs) If there was no luck, if there wasn't bad luck, there wouldn't be no luck. When it rains, it pours. Come on now, we got to stop all these cursed words. We're cursing, we're cursing. We're cursing. A lot of times when we think of cursing, we just think of foul profanity and things like that. No, but they're word curses. How many of you know that when we're speaking contrary to God's word, we're cursing ourselves? We know that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law, but life and death is in the power of the tongue. We're getting ready to get into this in one second, one minute, one moment. You guys, thank you so much again for putting up with all the the uh, uh, the phone ringing and everything like that. We're going to do better this year. I put it on uh, Do Not Disturb. I'm putting it on there right now. I turn the ringer. Sometimes sometimes people are still able to get through. I don't understand. Uh, it must just be where the Lord wants me to hear. But today, we're going to pray real quick before we get going, before we get started. Father God, we just thank you for being together in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We are who you say. We walk in agreement with who you say. We say what you say, Father, because we understand that our words have power. And the same way Adam was speaking spirit, is the same way you're speaking spirit, is the same way you called and created us to speak life, not death blessings and not curses. We're getting ready to join in here. Father, we just say that we're sorry for speaking contrary to you because when we don't agree with you, we call you a liar. Father, we say forgive us for that. Forgive us for not believing you. Forgive us for not walking in agreement with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Um, You guys join in on my YouTube, Facebook, my YouTube live page. Uh, I'm over there quite a bit. Follow me on Rap Time at Mar- Rap Time Martin and join the prayer room if you like to pray. Um, okay, we're getting, getting ready to jump in here. We're getting ready to dive in. Um, uh, we're talking about uh, reversing word curses. Are you cursing yourself with your own words? Uh, again, like I said, Galatians 3.13 tells us, of course, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But we still can curse ourselves with our own words when we speak contrary to the word. James 3 and 10 from the Amplified Bible, you guys. It says, out of the, out of the, um, 
uh, excuse me, let me start with Matthews 12, 37. It says, for by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. I, I, this, I said that to say we're framing our world we're, our world with our words. Because Proverbs 18.21 tells us that the tongue, it brings a life or death. And those who love to talk will reap the consequences, NLT. I like that. King James says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, and uh, we will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, we're having what we're saying. We're eating our words. <laughs> and then when it happens, we're surprised that it happened. Any word, let me tell you this, any word released in faith will produce what it say because you're eating your words, you're having what you're saying. So if you're speaking evil and, and uh, bad things, saying things that's contrary to God's word, then watch out because you're going to reap the harvest. Uh, I'm not talking about words of warning because God does give words of warning, uh, but I'm talking about word curses. Word curses is saying things like, oh, you're stupid, you're evil, you're dumb. If you, um, you know, just saying things that's contrary to what God is saying. God wants us to speak life and not death, blessings and not curses, uh, wishing bad things and evil things on people. Those are curses. That's witchcraft also because in, the, in that what, what witches do, they speak evil, negative things about people. Let's be careful uh, with the words that we speak because... Let's remember that we're sowing a harvest and we're going to, and we're having what we're saying. Proverbs uh, 18, um, 21 amplified says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Are you bearing the consequences of your own words? When it rains, it pours. If you know, all bad things always happen to me. Um, be careful of the words. Oh, uh, you're no good. You'll never be no good. You're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. Be careful of all those. Those are word curses. The Lord says we're heirs and joint heirs in Christ Jesus. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he says that we're heirs and joint heirs. We have to take on our new identity in Christ to be who and how he called us to be. Um, are, are you having a flesh fit? Because when your flesh has a fit, it wants to say whatever it wants to say. Uh, and speak words that's contra- um, contrary to what God is saying. We have to watch our words. Life and death is in the So we realize and we know this. And, and this is why, you know, if, if a teacher called your child stupid, dumb, and ignorant, you will become very upset because you understand the power of words. We all understand the power of words. We have to be mindful of the words that we're speaking about, even about ourselves. I think sometimes we don't realize that when we're saying negative things about ourselves, we're thinking, well, it's not a big deal. I'm I'm saying it about me. No, but words have power and the devil will take your words and work them. God wants our words so he can manifest them in our lives. And the devil wants our words so he can manifest his curses in our lives. Are you living up under a word curse? Uh, because you believe the report of the world. You believe the words of the devil. You're believing the words of the world. Uh, Proverbs 18, 10, 21 tells us, he says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. That's the NLT version. Uh, let's go. I, I have to ask the question, are your words overwhelming you? How many of you know you can just sit up and you can just talk all these negative, evil things, and before you know it, you have overwhelmed yourself with your own words? 
you have become so overwhelmed speaking the devil's words, really speaking negative words to you're just exhausted and worn out and tired because you've stressed your soul out. You're, you're stressing your own soul out by the words you're speaking about yourself and about others. Any word that's not released in faith is a word that's released in doubt and fear. And we will reap the benefits. We're having what we're saying. Any word that's released in faith. When you release a word in faith, you will have whatsoever you say. That's good or evil. We're going to eat the words that we speak. So be careful of the meals that you're making by the words that you're saying. (laughs) I'm very word conscious. I'm very guarded. Um, Anyone that knows me, I'm very guarded when it comes to the word of God. Um, The Apostle Paul says, I'm set for the defense of the gospel. So I, I really want too much to let you sit up and just say anything because I understand the power of words. Uh, uh, Proverbs 21, 23 says, he who guards his mouth and his tongue, he keeps his soul from distress. So if you watch the words that you speak, you probably won't be so stressed out. You're stressing your own soul with your words. And uh, with, this is why the Bible tells 2 Corinthians 10 that we're to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that are exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. We need to bring those thoughts and the captives into obedience uh, to the word of God. Um, stronghold mindsets. We always talk about that. These are thoughts and opinions that have been formed in our mind, which has been developed through things that we have experienced our limited experience, okay? Because we haven't experienced everything, but we we draw conclusions and make assumptions based upon our limited experience. For example, you had a bad encounter with three uh, uh, black people. Now you say all black people are bad. That's not true. That's a stronghold mindset. That's an opinion which you have formed based upon your limited encounters or your limited experiences. All women are bad. No, you haven't dated all women. All men are bad. No, you haven't dated all men. It's not good to get married because everyone in my family gets divorced. That's not true. Everyone has not gotten divorced. I'm saying it's this is this is the stuff that the devil wants us to base our faith on. He wants us to base our faith on the things that we can see, touch, smell, taste, and feel. He operates in the carnal realm of our five senses. The word of God said we're to walk by faith and not by sight. We're supposed to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Okay? Because that's the arena of the devil. Set your affections or your emotions on things above, on God above, and um, which is eternal, and not on things which are below, which are temporal. They're subject to change, Colossians tells us. Set your affection on things above. Set your attention, set your mind, your will, emotions on God above. Because of, excuse me, the minute we start focusing on the things that we don't have, we can't see the things, we become blinded to the things that we do have. An ungrateful heart is a, is a, a a thankful heart is a grateful heart, and an ungrateful heart is an unthankful heart. And the Lord does not want us to mumble, grumble, and complain like the children of Israel did. Um, that's what the devil wants. He wants us to focus on what we don't have, so we can't see what we do have. But the Word of God tells us and teaches us that in all things and everything that we're to give God thanks and give God praise. How many of you know that? 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to go wherever he leads me to go. But the question is, are you cursing yourself with your own words? Because we know that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Are you cursing your spouse? Are you cursing your house? Are you cursing your children with the words? Remember, any word released in faith um, will manifest what you say. Um, we have to activate the word of God by acting on the word of God. If things aren't changing, that's because we're not doing. That's because we're not acting. Because God's word will do what it say. Uh, but we must work that word in order to see it manifest. In other words, it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. It's not the person who sits up and watch TBN all day, YouTube all day, Facebook all day, go to church seven days a week, pray ten times a day. That's not the person. The person that's blessed is the one who does everything that he hears when he goes to church seven days a week or when he prays 10 times a day or, you know, or listen to Facebook all day. It's the person who does the words that they hear. It's the doer of the word. You can know how to bake a cake, but until you start putting the ingredients together to bake that cake, you're not going to receive the manifestation of the cake. You're not receiving sometimes because we're not believing. And sometimes we're not receiving because we're not doing. But the truth of the matter is we act on what we believe to be true. Now, you know, there's no condemnation up in here. There's no condemnation, but we have to speak the truth in order to be set free from a lie. And one thing that the Lord deals with me is very direct and I love it. I love it. No sugar, no water, no nothing. It just gives me, gives it to me straight. I like it like that. I don't want to have to try to figure out what the ingredients are. Just give it to me straight. Just water and tea, no sugar. That's I'm drinking tea. Water and tea, no sugar. <laughs> so thank you guys. So we're framing our world with our words. Proverbs 10, 19 tells us, um, when words are many, sin is unavoidable. But he who restrains his tongue is wise. So don't be, don't just talk a whole bunch because idle talk eventually is going to lead to idle talk, which is eventually going to lead to gossip. And the multitude of words you're bound to sin, King James Version says, this is the, um, probably the NLT version. When words are many, sin is unavoidable because you're going to start talking about things you ain't got no business talking about. Um, so be, be slow to speak and be quick to hear and be slow to anger. Because when you're slow to speak, that means you have to listen. You have to think about what you say before you say it. Because a word spoken out of season can bring damage. Just because you can't say everything that you see, you can't say everything that you know. Because this person, uh, God knows where this person is spiritually in their walk. And they may not be mature enough yet to handle that word. I can't say everything I see. I can't say everything I know. I can't say everything I hear. Trust me, I see, know, and hear a lot of stuff. But I can't say everything because that's not the proper timing. Right? You want to you want to be able to release a word in season, in the right timing, in the right season. That's uh, why we don't need to really speak out of our emotions. Um, Proverbs 12, and so be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. Because if we do all those things first, we're going to have a chance to think about everything before we do explode and get angry. Okay, uh, Proverbs 12 and 13 says, An evil man is trapped by his rebellious speech. But a righteous man escapes from trouble. Or you're trapped by your own words. You're ensnared by your own words. Is your are your own words holding you hostage? Are you being held hostage by your own words? Are you cursing your own self with your own words? 
You're less than compared to who? <laughs> You're different compared to who? Different is not bad. Different is good because God created us all different. You see the, the flowers of the, you look at the flowers. They're not all the same. They don't have the same name. They don't all look the same. Look at the animals. They, they don't, he didn't make just one kind of animal. They're all, they're not the same. Different is not bad. Different compared to who? The word of God says comparing ourselves unto ourselves is not wise. So quit condemning yourself. You're different compared to who? Just be. Just be. If you'll just be, you won't have to try to be. Just be. You are a woman. You are a man. Just be. You don't have to try to be a man. You don't have to try to be a woman. You're just a woman. Just be. Be who God has called and created you to be. Listen, he said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice, they will not follow. You said, how do you be, Pearl? By being a doer of the word. What word has the Lord told you to do? Because until we do it, guess what? Delayed obedience is disobedience. Some people are sick because they're sitting in disobedience, but they don't realize it because they're hearing the word. They might even be going to church. Um, the problem is they're not doing the word. That's what causes us to be disobedience is when we know what to do and we fail to do it. I, I did a podcast. The last podcast I did is, I think, Are, are You Working Your Faith? And um, and I go back and listen to that podcast. But in other words, you know, Jesus said, when you clothe the hungry, feed the naked, visit those that are sick and in prison, you've done it unto me. Um, we need to ask Christ, what does that look like for me? For one person, it may be, make just starting a food pantry to another person it might just be buying someone's groceries you know I don't know ask God how can I do what you say show me how to do what I say so today is Sunday so if you went to church today or even hearing this word today because we're the church um find the verb and then do the word the verb is the action find the action verb and do the word so what are we talking about today we're talking about watching our words we're talking about not cursing ourselves and others with the words that we speak because we're having what we say believe that you receive when you pray and you should have it a lot of times we think that praying is on your knees but praying is sitting is driving your car um be careful what you say. Believe that you, if you believe that you receive when you're releasing words, any word released in faith will manifest a harvest, good or evil. Are you manifest, is your children manifesting what you're saying? If your children are manifesting what you're saying, that's because you need to stop saying what you're saying. And then you say, look, see, I told you, yes, because you released that word in faith. And that was a curse word, not a blessing word. Instead of, don't say what you see, say what God say. The just is called to live by faith, not by what they see, not by what they feel. But the just is called to live by faith. God looked at David and said he was a man after his own heart. But we would have looked at David and said, uh-uh, he's an adulterer, he's a murderer, he's plotty, he's planning, he's scheming, he manipulate. You see, that's not what God said about David, King David. God said, King David, he called those things which didn't look like. Because, see, he knows who we really are. We're just looking at the outside. God said, I'm looking at the inside. You, you, you're judging things from a carnal um, perspective. So we, so quit judging people by what you can see. Quit judging them by what you believe. And start saying what God is saying. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. Because we have to believe in a God that we cannot see. So we have to agree with God to see what he say. 
We have to agree with him. And then we have to act on the word of God. To activate our faith, we must do what it say, right? Um, We're having what we're saying. We're framing our world with our words. For it's by our words that we are acquitted, found not guilty, or it's by our words that we are found, found guilty. We're framing our world with our words. The tongue brings life or death, and those who love it, we're reaping the consequences. We're having what we're saying. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, a gentle word brings life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Are you crushing someone with your deceitful tongue? Because you're feeling bad about you. Listen here, I'm going to hit on this because this is the first podcast. We started out teaching on my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. You guys, you really need to get that book because that is my daily deliverance. I'm learning how not to take on the offense, learning how to forgive, things like that. I think one of the reasons I was talking to someone this morning, the reason that we have such a hard time forgiving is because we think that when we forgive someone, what we're saying is they're not guilty. But that's not what forgiveness is. Really, forgiveness is for you. It's not a suggestion. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is God's commandment because he said when you don't forgive others, he won't forgive you. And as long as you continue to think about it, you're going to relive it. Until you forgive it, you're going to constantly relive it. This is how you know you have not forgiven it because you're constantly reliving it. And that, and the devil likes that because he can use, every time a situation comes up, he can use that and he can play on you to hold you right where you're at, to keep you from growing from faith to faith and glory to glory spiritually. Who are we not to forgive others when God has forgiven us? I don't know about you, um, but the unforgiveness is a spirit of self-righteousness and it sits us in the seat of self-righteousness um, because it causes us not to uh it causes us not to see ourselves, but just to be able to look down on someone else. See, because in order to look down on someone, you have to be sitting up. That's why when you go to a courtroom, you see the judge, he has the highest seat in the room because he's he's there to judge. He's there to sit up so he can judge, uh, look down and judge others. So forgiveness is, um, unforgiveness is a spirit. It's connected to uh, self-righteousness and it's definitely connected to pride. And it's rebellion because when we don't forgive, we're not doing what God has asked us to do. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft, okay? Because what rebellion says is, God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm so glad God doesn't uh, treat us like that. He said, if you don't forgive, you can't forgive because it's opposite to who he is. Okay, so it's not a feeling. It's not a suggestion. It's God's commandment. And we know in our heart whether we're holding our forgiveness or not. I'm going to end this podcast right um, with this subject because this is how I started the, the podcast, talking about understanding our own issues and other issues. We have to quit taking how other people are and making it about us. And when we do that, then we can separate the sin from the person and we can begin to see people the way God see people. And we can begin to love people the way God loved people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? It was because he so loved that he gave. And when we refuse to forgive others, we are allowing the devil, we are a tool in the devil's hand. If you'll release it and let it go today, this day, our words will stop falling to the ground. It's not working for you. 
Because when we're not doing what God say do, we are living a lifestyle of rebellion. We say, Lord, not not right now, Lord. First, let me go and do this. First, let me go and do that. And the Lord said, I said, now. Because like the 10 leopards, some are sick. Because we're sitting in rebellion. The man's laid by the pool of Bethesda 38 years. He had become stuck in his story. Because he heard the words of the devil. He believed the curses. He believed the lies. He was no longer trying to find solutions because he was stuck in his excuses. If you're tired of living the same way, if you're broke, busted, disgusted, and miserable, why not try the Lord Jesus Christ today by accepting his son Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior? Because outside of the covenant, outside of Christ, you are not re- you are under the curse. Because when we're when we we're not under the covenant, we must be washed by the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter how good we think we are. The Bible says that our righteousness outside of Christ is like a filthy rag. I like to tell people why live a law-abiding life on earth and die and go to hell because you simply did not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today, if you can hear the sound of my voice, let's break free from those curses. You have been redeemed from the curse. Let's break free. We don't have to live under the curse. We don't have to live up under anyone's word curses. We don't have to live up under our curses. Some of you are are listening to the words of the devil. He's cursing you. He's trying to make you think that you're not good enough. And so he has you just constantly always trying to achieve some type of earthly achievement. He's just constantly got you working and working, trying to prove something to who? Who are they anyway? I like to ask the question. Whatever we do in word or in deed, we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You're good enough because God said you're good enough. You are worth it. This is why he sent his son. We was worth it. We're here because it was God's idea. Not because your mother and father got together and decided. See, he knew you when you was before the foundations of the world. Uh, Before you was even knitted together in your mother's womb, God knew you. I want you to know that you are good enough. So you could quit trying to break those curses. You're not, you've been redeemed from the curse. You're not who they say. You're not who the devil has said. And you're not what you did. God has forgiven you from what you've done. But if you're still living in that situation... When it's, it's a difference of um, sinning and living in sin. There's a difference. So if you're living a lifestyle of sin, you're going to always feel that condemnation because that's the arena you're in. Because when we're living contrary to God's word, we're living in rebellion. So what we need to do is fix that by coming out of that, whatever it is, that relationship, that sin. I don't know what it is. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm not talking about falling down and getting up. I'm talking about a lifestyle. What we need to do is repent of it and say, Lord, forgive me. I am so, so very sorry. You know, of course, no one knows, I don't know the exact day that Jesus was born, and I don't get into that. I, I really don't. I'm, I, I just celebrate him every day knowing that he was born. And so um, everything, you know, hey, it's in recognition of Christ. In order to celebrate a person's birthday, we need to know who the person is, right? 
So why not accept Jesus Christ today, this day, and just serve him for the rest of your life? Because really, really, I'm telling you, that is the best life. The blessed life is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And some of you are so bitter and you can't do nothing but speak word curses. You can't do nothing but speak word curses because the reason you're so bitter is because you have you failed to forgive and you won't forgive. And so what has happened is it has turned into a root of bitterness. And now you're stuck in your story because in order to relive it, you're stuck in it. That's why you're constantly reliving it. You can't move from that place that you're in because you won't forgive. And that's what unforgiveness does. It causes us to be stuck and stagnant. The place called stagnant. Because you have to, unless you forgive it, you're going to continue to relive it. You can't forgive. If you, you can't move forward until you let go of the past. Unforgiveness is what keeps us in the past. Because to stay there, you have to constantly remember what they said or what they did. And the truth of the matter is none of us are perfect. So even though I didn't say what you said or did what you did, I've said some things and I've done some things and I have to repent of some things, right? So that's that self-righteous spirit that wants to keep us from saying we're sorry. Saying you're sorry doesn't mean that they didn't do what they did, but hey, you didn't do everything right either. It's really for you. Forgiveness is really for you. So God said, if you don't forgive, I can't, I won't forgive. Because it's opposite to who I am. So let's start this this year off, uh, not about you trying to do anything, um, but yielding to what God said. It's about us doing what God says. Not what we think we should do or not what our flesh is telling us to do. But in order for things to be different, we have to do something different, right? And until we're willing to do what God say do, we're going to continue to do what we want to do. And as long as we do what we want to do, we're going to continue to get the same results. Because in order to do something different, we have to do something different. I'm not talking about sitting down trying to make up some stuff. I'm saying, Lord, I'm talking about coming to the feet of Jesus Christ and saying, Lord, here I am. I surrender. I give up. Not my will, Father, but let your will be done in my life. If you want a new year, you're going to have to start with a new you. And in order to get a new you, we have to start with accepting Jesus Christ. The word of God saying, 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 10, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things have become new. If you want a new you, you're going to have to know him. You're going to have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son, if we believe in our heart that he died and he rose, we, uh, you know, we can be saved. It's with the mouth that we confess, but it's with the heart that we save. Do you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? If you do say, Lord, I believe that you're the son of God, that you died, that you rose, you're coming back again. And I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. I pray you prayed that prayer. If you did on my page, go hit that messenger button. Let me know. Inbox me. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. So we can rejoice together. This is the greatest, the greatest gift you can give someone is to introduce them um, to Jesus Christ. That's the greatest gift because in him, that's that's where our real life is. 
Our life is hid in Jesus Christ. Life does not consist in abundance of things, these things that the world is chasing. What you have does not say who you are. We are who Christ says that we are. We're trying to get these achievements and these accolades and these titles and these rewards and all these earthly things that don't really mean nothing. But if we'll seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these earthly things that we need, God is going to give them to us. It's not about chasing after the creation. It's about chasing after the creator. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. It's all because of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all because of our Heavenly Father, our God, that we have life and we have a more abundantly. And we say that we believe in God and we say that we believe God created us. Then don't it make sense that we would live for the God who created us? Because he knows how to make life work right for us. He knows how we work. He knows what causes us to tick. You know, he is the original manufacturer of our lives. So why not go back? Because life don't work right without Jesus Christ. I know because I lived on both sides. So why not go back? to their manufacturer there's you know these new cars that they're making now you have to take them back to the manufacturer they'll say that's a manufacturer part AutoZone said we don't have it here it's going to have to go back to the manufacturer and that's how life is we've been looking for them here and looking for them there and looking for them in this person and that person and that job and trying to find our identity and things when our real life is hid in Jesus Christ, the, our Father God who created us and made us. He has the blueprints. Life really does come with the manual. Children come with the manual. Marriage come with the manual. Everything and everyone comes with the manual. And it's called the B-I-B-L-E. I don't know about you, but that's the book I live by. And when I need to know how to do something, I ask the Lord for wisdom because I don't want to live life apart from Jesus Christ anymore because I'm fully convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't even want my way anymore. I don't trust my decisions. When my opinion is not God's opinion, that my opinion is wrong. I don't want to live anymore. I'm not here to rebel against God. I'm not here to resist God. Can you say that? I, Lord, I'm, I'm not here to resist you. I'm here to submit to you. I'm not here to resist you. I'm here to submit you, submit to you. Just walk. It's just a relationship. You don't have to work. Just listen to what he say. Do what he say. If you can hear the sound of my voice, harden not your heart. Just say, Lord, forgive me. I repent. Come into my heart. Save me, Lord. Right? He's the original manufacturer. He knows how our life works. I've been Christian now for like 31, 32 years. I've slipped and I've fell some along the way. But the Bible said, righteous man, he'll get back up. Why? Because a righteous man's heart desire is to sincerely serve the Lord. And some of you have been down too long. And it's time to get up because it's time for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to rise and shine and to be that light in the midst of this hurting dark world. Because as we approach these perilous end times, people heart, some people heart will grow hard, but then some people heart will grow tender. Right? So we have to be out on the front line. It's time to shine. We have to be that light in the midst of this hurting dark world. I pray that souls will be saved. I 
pray that souls, people have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ on this podcast. And if I don't get to make another one this year, before this year's out, I'm sure I probably will because it's still early in the month. I want to tell you and I want to exhort you and remind you in 2021 of December. What is this? December, December the 5th. I want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you, don't focus on what you don't have because it's going to keep you from not seeing the goodness of God. It's going to keep you from not seeing what you do have. And in everything and in all things, I want to exhort you, encourage you, and to remind you to give God thanks and praise. And I, I want you to know that the thoughts that God have about you, they're good. That's you and the devil thinking those evil thoughts and those evil things about you. But if you're living... Contrary to God's word, just repent and come up out of that because we cannot live in sin and and uh, experience the blessings of God and the peace of God because that's a lifestyle contrary to God, which is a good thing because he chastised those that he loved. And and I like to say all the time, I'm so glad that he loved me enough not to leave me alone because I'm telling you, I was dressed up on the outside, but I was so miserable on the inside. And it wasn't until I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior that I was able to experience that peace and that joy and that real love that I was looking for because the love I was looking for and the peace I was looking for, the world could not give it to me. Jesus said, the peace that I live, give you, the peace that I give, the world can't give it to you. Because you can have peace on the inside. Chaos can be going on on the outside. And you can still have peace on the inside. I'm here to testify on Christ's behalf because I've experienced it for myself. I am a living witness of his word. That God's peace that passes all understanding, it's real and it really does exist. I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you and I love you. You don't have to know someone to love someone. You just got to know the one who loves everyone. And so then our love for others, our love for God causes us to have love for others. The apostle says it's my love, it's the love of Christ that compels me to want to go and tell others others about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is this? Because we want him to, we want others to experience the love, the peace and the joy, the peace that passes all understanding, that peace that comforts your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, that love that you're looking for. You're not going to be able to find it in another human being because imperfect people are just that they're imperfect. It's nothing personal. People can only give you what they have. Trust God's love. Have confidence in God's love for you. And fear will have no place in you. And nothing will be impossible for them to believe. I'm getting ready to end here. You guys keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you guys so much for coming along on my podcast journey. For for still listening with the phones ringing in the background and just all kinds of stupid stuff. I've done podcasts driving in the car while I'm driving because it's like wherever the Lord gives me the word, that's why I have to release it. Because how many of you know the devil comes, he wants to steal the word. He wants us to forget what God was saying. He wants us to forget the word. But today as we prepare for our toy giveaway, you guys remember to pray for us that souls will be saved, okay? Because that's the purpose of it all. If Christ is not preached, we labor in vain. What's the purpose of it all? 
Things are going to come. Things are going to go. Don't get caught up in this world system. Um, the, the amount of things, the things that you possess is not what is not does not determine who you are. It does not determine your value, your worth. That's the world system. In God's network, there is no number for you because you're just, we were so valuable that only the blood of Jesus could redeem us. A life for a life. Jesus gave his life so that we could have life and life more abundantly. And I don't know about you, is I'm want to I'm going to live in that abundant life. And the blessed, the best life is the blessed life. And the blessed life is the life that walks in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, I'm gonna end it here. If you guys would like to volunteer, go to my We Care page. If you guys would like to support um my ministry, it's the dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E. Put the, the initial J, Martin, um, because someone set up a face cash app and they just say Pearly Martin. I've also changed my picture. <laughs> so it's Pearly J. Martin. My We Care page does not have a cash app, so don't 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 hit on that. I, I um, posted it on my page to let everyone know that's a fake cash app. That's not me. Um, everything that the devil does, everything that he's stolen, he has to give it back because the thief was caught when he was exposed. <laughs> so if he stole any money, he has to pay it back. <laughs> uh, my focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. My heart is on the Lord Jesus Christ. And a mind that stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ is a mind that stayed at peace. If you want peace in your mind, you got to keep your mind stayed on the Lord. And I just want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you to speak life and not death, blessings and not curses, okay? Speak life over yourself and over others. Let's walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to end it here. You guys be so blessed. Be so, so blessed. Be encouraged. And like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Look at what's good. Focus on the good things because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above, okay? I'm ending it here. You guys, be so blessed and be, once again, be so encouraged.